everybody, and welcome to the Romancy podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh, and today I'm talking about Scythe by Neil Schusterman, the first book in its series. So let's glean the magic of books. First off, what a great book. I had such a tough time putting it down. It was incredible. I felt like it, his prose was almost crisp and like clear, and I read it on the ebook, and I don't know if just chose a specific font for the ebook, or it was just the one to put on my phone, but whatever it was, it was felt very clear and crisp, just everything with a purpose, and it ends just right on time. So I really liked it. It was very engaging. It's very exciting. And a non-spoiler kind of a, a scene, our main story is about uh, humanity after we've basically conquered life, conquered death, no one dies anymore. Uh, there's no disease. You can be healed from almost anything and brought back. Even aging's not an issue anymore. And our story follows a scythe and two apprentice scythes who are growing up to be scythes. Now, a scythe is someone who gleans the population or kills people, um, but in a permanent way. Once you're gleaned, you are dead forever. And and they do this kind of as a form of population control, but there's much more to it than just that, because even then there's not that much of a population control aspect of it. It's more of a people who are pastime. You know, it's just, it, it's very good. It explains it much better than I will. I love the world. It is so realistic and so well thought of, beautiful. I love that the sites choose names from popular figures in the past, Mary Curie, Faraday, Xenocrates, Anastasia. They are all good scythe names. Very good. Uh, the length of the book is very nice, and the plot of the book fills out, you know, basically right exactly where it tells you it's going to end in the beginning. And then if you don't believe it, that's on you. I fell a little bit into that. I was hoping for a little bit more after where it ended. But I didn't get it, but we'll see what happens in the next book, which, of course, I will be reading as soon as I'm done recording this. So let's, uh, we're going to move into our spoiler section. This, this book is so crazy good. Um, I'm just going to talk about them, and we're going to go kind of everywhere. So Citra, Terra Nova, and Rowan are our Scythe apprentices that get chosen by Scythe Faraday to dual apprenticeship under him. I, both of these characters were great. I really felt their personalities and their voices come through, their different actions, the way they hold themselves and they speak. Uh, beautifully well-written, amazing. Now, I also wanted to say that Neil Schusterman has some great one-liners in this book. They were all over the place, but here was a couple of them that I, that I specifically marked. You know, uh, in this instance, Citra is saying, you know, I'd never want to be a scythe. And the scythe Faraday that's talking to her says that, he said, is the first requirement. And then he left to kill their neighbor. Just like, there he goes, you know. No, and then uh, this other one, left without paying the bill, because no bill was, or would ever be, brought to a scythe. Just so crazy. And I really liked how realistic he got about the world that... Yes, people would try to curry favor with the scythes, because the scythes can grant immunity for a year from gleaning, but 
they are not supposed to. They have their rules. They're not supposed to glean with malice or bias. So even if you give them gifts, you're not supposed to glean them. You still can glean them. You're not supposed to accept the gifts. And I love the rules and the spirit of the law that the sites follow versus the letter of the law. And it kind of turned into a little bit of an old guard versus a new guard. And I appreciated that the old guard was the correct ones. At least in my opinion, they're the correct ones. That uh, you shouldn't want to be a killer. You shouldn't want to go kill people. And every decision you make should be tough on you as a scythe. Um, We see their scythe who is training them, Scythe Faraday. He's all about the statistics. He's pulled up the statistics from the age of mortality back when people could die, and he goes off of the statistics that, you know, uh, one person is going to be in a car accident, they'll have these kind of guidelines, we're going to go find, you know, we'll search a person like this, they'll find them, then they'll glean them, but very personal, hey, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry, but like, this is how it's going to be, you know, you can write a letter, I'm going to glean you, and then they do, and meanwhile, Citra and Rowan Rowan are training, they're getting better with weapons. They're getting better with blades. This world is great, is amazing. Now, on the other hand, we have Scythe Goddard, a glory-seeking, crazy psycho. He is the master of mass murders. So, in the book, we see him scythe an entire plane, scythe a food, or clean an entire plane, clean a food court. He wants the big kills. He loves the killing. And, like, in the book, he has some very good points. Not that I agree with him, but he has some good points. That people don't live anymore. That he has to, that they are gleaning people and they are shaping life. And I like this part, some of these things he's saying. That like, yes, Neil Susterman even t- talks about it earlier through Faraday. That uh, he takes them to an art museum and he's like, look at this art from the Age of Mortality. You know, the only thing that, like, art and movies that crosses over from from then to now is, like, love. Because there's no urgency, there's no risk of death. We are kind of... Like, it doesn't say they're stagnating, but that's kind of what Goddard even says, is that, like, we need the fear of death. We need the fear of the life in us. Now, Goddard has a severe deficit in that he does not understand how supply and demand work. Because Goddard wants there to be no limit on the number of people he can kill a year. And he, I mean, because he just wants to kill people. He likes to kill people and he wants to do more of it. But obviously he doesn't understand because if he kills everybody, there will be no more people left to kill eventually. And I am glad that Rowan killed him. I was so surprised that that happened uh, when it happened. That he killed him, saved him before the uh, Ambudrone could get there and and take them back to a hospital for revival, and burn them, because if your body is destroyed by fire, you can't be brought back. So, so good. I love that. Oh, but poor Volta. Poor, poor Volta, who has been forced to be with Goddard for so long, who has a conscience and doesn't conscience and doesn't want to be a mass murderer, but he's stuck with Goddard and his crew. Yeah, so sad that he chose to commit suicide, which is the only way a scythe can choose to die. His scythes aren't allowed to kill other scythes. So, and then it comes back to this, these ten rules that the scythes have. And they're pretty good rules, but if you stick to the spirit of the law, 
then you're a good scythe, in my opinion. If you stick to the letter of the law, uh, it depends on which letter of the law you're breaking, you could be a very bad scythe, because Goddard obviously doesn't stick to the spirit of the rules. He goes by the letter, oh, I don't technically own this villa that I'm in. I just happened to promise the guy that he could have immunity for a year every year I, I lived here, and uh, he could be my pool boy, and just so exciting. And I loved that the Thunderhead, the cloud, has evolved and grown and takes care of all humanity, basically, and that he finds a loophole to talk to Citra when she's dead. It's like, hey, you're dead, but I need to talk to you. I can't give you any information directly because I'm not allowed to interfere with scythe activities, but uh, here's this, and here's that. It was so cool seeing that, and him say, the Thunderhead saying that Citra in all the simulations is a major turning point for the future, and a very important person, so I loved it. I also loved the scythe that we see that I like, like uh, Curie and Faraday, the way that they go about doing they're gleaning that Faraday goes by the stats and he makes it personal and he gives them time to write a note and he makes everyone unique and everyone memorable and he doesn't just he everybody he makes it every time unique and personable for the person not necessarily the method of death for them is like the best they've always wanted to die that way but like he doesn't just make it a mindless death for people and the other one the Marie Curie Scythe Curie Hers, she looks for the people who have the look that they're just kind of going through the motions, that they are stagnating, and she makes her deaths a quick, surprised, unaware, you know, killing that she, when she gleans them, because she says, death is quick and unexpected, and I want it to be like that when I do my gleaning. And so, you know, and then she cooks for the victims, and she makes it personal again for them and helps them through this. And I was like, man, I am all about that. You know, I don't necessarily 100% agree with, like, the whole, like, yep, we just have to kill everybody eventually, you know, and, like, murder's my job. But, because I don't know why the Thunderhead couldn't just, like, keep everyone alive. The Scythes don't kill that many people. Maybe they do, but it didn't seem like they were killing that many. They kill, like, 300 a year. They're basically all the weekdays, but not weekends. So, yeah. it was... Still just so good. They had that compassion. And then uh, let's talk about Citra and Rowan's tests to be a scythe. You know, the first test, they get asked a question. They both answer it wrong. But that's, you know, not the end. And then the fighting the other apprentice. They fight each other, of course. And then the third test, you have to kill a family member. Not glean a family member, just kill them. Where they become dead-ish. And then they'll be brought back. And they both pass, but just the, that would be such a tough test. But it's crazy. It's very well written, very done. And okay, I'm gonna say this. I called it when Faraday was dead and said he gleaned himself to get them out of their contract. I said, "Nah, that's Goddard did it. Goddard killed him." You know, I was wrong. Goddard did not kill him, but Faraday was still alive, and I, I was surprised to see him. It's like kind of like wondering. Like, okay, so you're not even going to show up at the final conclave and be like, aha, I'm not dead. Like, you fools, it was a trick. Like, now I'm here to set things right. But I guess he didn't have that power. So then uh, I love that he drives off with Rowan after Rowan gets immunity from Citra's ring when she punches him in the face as payback. That was 
pretty cool. And Goddard's death surprised me so much. I was really not expecting it. I am glad that he died. I'm glad that Rome killed him. So just, I'm looking forward to the next book. It promises to be a good one. I've heard that the series kind of goes a different angle after this book, but we'll see what happens. And we're going to keep going. So I think that's going to wrap up my discussion of Scythe by Neil Schusterman. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. You know, if you've got any questions or comments, please send those to LibromancyPod at gmail.com. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. And remember to glean the magic of books. <laughs>